Welcome back to our third segment of Solid Steps Radio. We are talking today about parenting. And there's not a person in the world who's listening to this who would say, I'm not interested in raising kids that are nice people, kind people, functioning people, healthy people. Everyone is interested in doing that. I say that. There are obviously there are some that, that aren't, but that's not that's the minority. The minority, the majority of people want to raise healthy kids. Physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, relationally healthy kids. And Operation Parent wants to be a tool in that toolbox. We say at Solid Steps Radio, we want to be a tool in your toolbox, men. And I think Operation Parent is an organization that wants to help you parent well. So uh, we've got Rob here. And Rob, you've got a story because uh, I've never heard any parent ever say, parenting? Ah, it's a piece of cake. Yeah. You know, it's just so easy. Uh, You've had some ups and downs in your parenting world. Tell us a little bit about your story. Okay. Well, a little bit about my story is I have five kids. And so what I have is uh, five kids that, you know, we're raising them in the church. We're, we're raising them to go to the neighbor's house and with, with the older, older people next, living next door and help them rake their leaves. So, you, you know, you're trying to raise good citizens as well as, as good Christian kids. Yeah. And then one of, one of my kids decided that uh, they would kind of go off and start doing their own thing. And this was the, the, the daughter that I thought was going to be the one that everything's black and white, it's right and wrong. And she'd have been the last one that I ever thought would have uh, been going out and finding friends that were not exactly following the, the precepts of what we would have been teaching. And so one thing led to another, led to another, led to hanging out with different people, led to being around other substances. And eventually it got all the way to where she was actually hooked on heroin. And um, we know now. So, are you um, up to uh, before the heroin? Mm-hmm. Are you aware of what's beginning to happen, or is how long did it take you to kind of catch up to where she was? Well, too long. Let's, let's put it that way, because I was I was ignorant to some of the signs, and that's why I think Operation Parent is so important because there's so many things that I can read about, learn about, and see what the signs are. So. For, for months, she was at the high, end of high school and first of going into college. So there was, there was some things where I was like, things don't look right. Um, things like weight loss. Uh, there was, she wasn't a big person to begin with, um, and she started gain, losing weight. And it, every, it seems like every time I saw her, it was a little bit more of a weight loss. Um, heard from her less often. Um, you know, you think, well, is that just part of naturally because she's gone to college and now she's going to be doing some of those kind of things where she's independent and doesn't need mom and dad as much or whatever. So there were there were other signs that then when she came home and, and my wife, for example, had had said, well, you know, I, I guess Abby must uh, cut her cut her legs a lot when she shaves or something because she would find the little cotton balls with a little bit of blood on them. Well, come to find out, that was no, that was from using a needle. Um, and this is from the girl who would hover in the corner whenever we went to the doctor to get a, a vaccination who was like, no, no, I don't want a shot. So there were a lot of things that I look back on and say, well, gosh, maybe that should have been more obvious. But I wasn't an educated person to know what those kind of all those signs added up to something where it was it was pretty extensive in terms of going all the way to heroin. So uh, what what she's she's now in the middle of heroin. What what do you and your wife do? Well, you know, first, we, when, we, when we find out, we confront her because there's some things missing in the house. And then we're, we're like, well, this, what does this mean? And, you know, again, it sound, saying it out loud sounds like, well, how, how oblivious were you? Um, and so once we did the confrontation and said, what's going on? She admitted to the fact that she was using heroin um, and that she was using drugs. And so we were like in shock. And so at that point, we're doing a you know, wait a minute, what happened? How did you get there? You know, trying to just overcome the shock of, of what we're dealing with. 
And so once we found that out, then we were like, okay, well, how are we going to do this? You know, what are we going to do to get off this? And then the the denial that was going on from her side, again, I'm taking a very long period of time and kind of jamming it into a few minutes, um, was that she was trying to tell me, no, 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 you don't understand. It's not running my life. It's just part of my life. It's just it's just something like just like somebody taking a casual drink once in a while. And obviously that wasn't true. Um, and so she was in denial about all that. And so for us, we were going through, okay, let's, let's deal with this. And then she would take off. And she was at that point over the age of 18 and in college. And there's only so much we could do on some of that. Eventually it got to the point where, you know, she was lying to us and telling us she was off and she wasn't. And then, um, so we had the real heart to heart of, look, you got to understand you've, you've got to be off. And, and she's like, you know, no, I'm not. And so we cut her off. We cut her off from the family ex- completely. We actually did the tough love. Um, I didn't just do this out of, you know, okay, I think this is the right thing to do. It was talking to a lot of places and finding out a lot of information, whether it was Operation Parent or whether it was uh, drug counseling or those kind of things. So we actually said, no, when you're ready to get off drugs, when you're ready to get back to where you need to be, where you need your help. When you're ready to go there, we're there for you. So at this point in time, she's how old? She's 19. She's 19 years of age. And when you say cut off, you're not doing this in anger. You're not doing this because you're you know, ticked off at her. Correct. You're doing this out of love and compassion to basically shock the system. Right. What we're kind of doing is is what we learned from dealing with a lot of counselors and, and, and other places, finding out there were a lot of parents who buoyed their kids off the bottom. And so they kept supporting them, whether it be financially or other ways. And we said, no, we're, we're pulling back and we are actually going to, if you're going to do that, you're going to go out on your own. But the second you're ready to get clean, the, re- the second you're ready to get off of this, we're there for you. We'll, we'll do whatever we can to help you with that. So yeah, it was absolutely one of we're doing this because we love you, and of course, that's not how she perceived it at the time. Okay, so how did she? She hears your voice, right? She she goes, well, Dad, Mom, and Dad, they're not ticked off at me. They're not in anger communicating this to me. But how did she take it? Uh, she was very angry at yeah. that point. She was very upset. At that point, she was the one that was that was saying. You know, you guys are just being mean and you're just being this. And and there was a lot of of words said to try to manipulate us, guilt trip us, you know, trying to get us to do what she wanted us to do, because that's what we found with a lot of what she was dealing with is any way to manipulate the situation to get what she wanted when she wanted it. And not just what she wanted, but at that point, because it was in an active addiction, it was what she felt she needed, because if you don't get the next dose then then guess what you're you're getting sick you're physically getting sick and so yeah that was there was a lot of of uh gnashing of teeth if you will so how do you okay so how do you and your wife she's she's throwing all every manipulative tool at you right how are you guys handling that well, I can tell you that um, for us, we leaned on each other. There were times when I was being the tough one, and there's times that my wife were being the tough one, because you want to give in. You want to help. You want to say, oh, here, this is help. Even though we knew that that wasn't the help, it, it's not what it feels like in the moment. Um, when, when it's stuff like, oh, well, if you just give me some money and I, so I can get some food, and she's sitting there really skinny, and she needs to eat, and we say, well, okay, well, I'll go buy you some food, then that would make her angry. Because, you know, that was the kind of thing that 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 we needed uh, at that point in time to say, no, we need to control, not just hand over cash or not just hand over things. So 
yeah, it was it was hard, but we spent a lot of time praying, praying with each other. We spent a lot of time educating ourselves, learning more about it, um, trying to get some support from, from some other people who have been through it. And so at that point then, it was, it was we felt an awful lot alone because not a lot of people understood what we were going through. A lot of our Christian friends were great Christian friends, but they had never been through that. Right. And so we had to go to people who had been through it. So that was a lot of our sport, just prayer and then trying to find out, trying to find out information. And okay, so you you kind of you draw the line. You're, mm-hmm. you're drawing a very firm boundary with your daughter. Yes. And how long is you know, the prodigal? It says, and he came to his senses. Correct. What? Um, how long did it take for her to come to her senses? Almost a year. Almost a year. Yep. Yep. You, you just had to let her go. Now, mm-hmm. in, in that year time, did she did she have contact with you much? Sometimes she would have contact with us, especially when she needed something um, or when she wanted something or she couldn't find out how to get it, something from someone else. Um, so there was some contact, but it was when, the, when those phone calls came in, a lot of time they were midnight, one o'clock in the morning when we, when we got the phone calls because it was, she was kind of living in a different culture uh, at that point. And so, yeah, it was it was really tough. And so she reaches out to you. She wants something. Mm-hmm. You may or may not be able to give it to her. Depend right. on the boundary. Depends on what she's really asking. Right. Because, well, usually it was asking for something so that she could either take what we give her to buy drugs or take what she get to go sell to somebody else to get money to buy drugs. Or she gotten herself in, in some legal trouble. And, you know, for example, she got put in jail one time. And, you know, everything in you wants to go get her out. And we decided to let her sit in jail for a couple of days. Um, and, you know, the first phone call was crying, get me out. The second phone call was more medium. The third one was screaming at us and saying, get me out of here. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and it was the kind of thing where we said, no, this is consequences that she had to suffer because of what she was going through. We, we, we needed her to hit bottom we, so that we, she could come to her senses. We, we love you, but mm-hmm. no, we can't come and get you. Right. You have made your choices, and so we beg you to come back to us and yep. enter. Wow, that had to just rip your heart out. Um, I, it ripped my heart out, but I think I think for a mother, it was ripping her heart out even more. I mean, my wife my wife went through weight loss because of all the the stress and everything going on at that point in time. So yeah, um, it was it was pretty tough. Wow, we're going to unpack the rest of that story, but we need to take a break. We'll take a break, and uh, we're going to come back a little bit uh, and, and share more about Rob's story, but also talk more about some practical tips as parents. A uh, question I'm going to ask him, and I want to hear the answer on the other side of the segment, is if he could push the rewind button from his addicted daughter all the way back to the beginning and the genesis of this, what were some of the signs he should have saw in hindsight and what to look for on, on that road that might lead to that? So we're going to talk more about that in the next segment on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our fourth and final segment of Solid Steps Radio. We're talking today with Rob Hutchins and Dan Joss about Operation Parent. And when we left the last segment, Rob was talking about his story uh, about his daughter who became addicted to heroin. And um, that's a a nightmare of of every parent uh, to think their child would go down that path. Uh, But we wanted to, we talked on the break and we wanted to find out from Rob, uh, maybe some of the early warning signs that that put her on that path. Before the early warning signs, Rob, though, tell us about how how did she ultimately get addicted to heroin? 
Well, there was a couple of different things. First, she started hanging out with people that she would have never hung out with before. So she kind of had friends that, that weren't the kind of friends that I think were positive influences, and then they had friends. And then eventually, what had actually happened is she'd been in an auto accident and had some chronic back issues. And they kept trying to tell her, her friends were telling her, if, if you would just do this, then you, meaning heroin, you know, it would, the pain would go away, you'd be able to sleep because she had trouble sleeping at night because of the pain. And uh, she kept telling them no. Finally, literally, her boyfriend, and they didn't tell me about this till a couple of years later, her boyfriend and his, and, and his friend held her down and injected her. So it's what I call with heroin. With heroin. And, and so she didn't willingly do it herself, but she says, dad, as soon as I had been injected and, and had the feeling and all that kind of stuff, I knew I wanted more. I knew I wanted more. So she was, it took one time, one time. And she said, I was addicted off of that one time. Describe real quickly. She, so she's in this horrible world. You've set boundaries. You've basically banned her from your family. Um, except for, you know, if she wanted to, you'd have a meal with her, you, you would eat with her, right. but you had a, a restraining order on her at your workplace, at your home, yep. um, because she stole from all of you. Right. Um, but you, you would go to, to worship together if she would go with you. Which she, she didn't, but yeah, she, but we allowed that as part of it. I, we asked for, because of, of her stealing from, from all of us in our family, all of us, some four other kids. Um, and it caused a lot of havoc. But um, because of that, we actually re- took out a restraining order to keep her away from places like our workplace and our home so that, that she would not come there and steal more. Um, she ended up stealing thousands and thousands of dollars worth of stuff and, and money and all kinds of things, you know, any, anything that had value so, that she could, could get, so she could get what she wanted. But th- this story, there is a happy ending. There is, Absolutely. So, yeah, on the backside of it, uh, you know, what it has happened is is there was a day when Abby said, Dad, I want to go to the detox center. Will you come get me? And and I went and got her and cried on the way there and cried after I dropped her off. And she's now been clean for years. And she goes and speaks at, at schools and tells people about her story and how you don't want to go down that path. She's spoken at Operation Parent events. Um, now, um, what I'm doing is getting involved and trying to use what a path that I would have never chosen for me and my family, but that's why I'm involved in Operation Parent because I want parents so desperately to get themselves educated so that they're not that ignorant parent that, that I was not remember, I'm not saying stupid parent. I'm saying ignorant, ignorant means I don't know. And so I didn't know so many of the things. There's so many things in the, in the parent guide that helps me say, oh, here's tips, here's advice, here's warning signs, here's things to find. And so now we're turning this into a positive by being involved in, in I'm leading group friends and family of addicts. My, my daughter is talking to anybody and everybody. She's helped people get themselves and get their lives clean. So yeah, the, the backside of it is, is that mm. we're turning this story into something that can help and help others. God has used your tragedy and your all your heartache and all your tears mm-hmm. and turn it around. And God is using you within Operation Parent um, and beyond mm-hmm. to encourage and inform and, and educate parents to, to understand because this is a dark world. Right. You, know, I, I, you know, you're talking about your friends. I'm reminded of what Proverbs says. Proverbs says, he who walks with the wise grows wise. But a companion of fools suffers harm. Absolutely. And uh, so, so, Rob, tell us real quickly, back up, and if you could do it all over again, 
what were what were some of the signs that you missed? What were you know if you could do, kind of do a reover, mm-hmm. do over? What? Well, there's a couple different things. Uh, one is to date one of my to date a daughter in my house. You have to come talk to dad first. You can't go out on the first date. And after my conversation with the guy she was going out with, I kind of gave the okay. And I walked back to my wife and I said, I'm not sure I'm doing the right thing in this case. Mm. In that case, I wish I'd have had the guts to say no. Okay. Because that was the major influence that really took her down that path. Um, But second, then when she started hanging out with a lot of other people, again, I should have said no. I should have said, no, we're not doing that and had the fights. And I knew I was going to have major conflict if I said to a 16, 17, 18 year old, you're not doing that. And, and I should have had more guts to be able to say, you know, that, that is not where you need to be hanging your time. So I would have done the, the hard, hard discussions and the hard, probably more than discussions, the, the hard fights with a, with a kid and said, no, you're not doing that. And so I didn't. And in hindsight, that would have been the biggest deal. The, the, the company of fools is, is what definitely happened. What, um, Talk about some other warning signs that you and your wife missed that we as moms and dads can miss. So, I mean, just kind of easily, we can just overlook it. Okay. Abby was not a big girl to begin with. It wasn't like she was overweight, but she she did lose weight and she lost it consistently and pr- fairly quickly over a very few months. First, we thought, well, maybe there's an eating disorder. So the weight loss came up. My wife said that, uh, for example, when she was cleaning the bathroom and, and noticed that there was cotton balls with blood on them, she said, well, she must be cutting, her, cutting herself when she shaves her legs or something. And now in hindsight, we know that, no, that was where she was injecting. Um, so there were things like that that it was like, you know, those were two signs right off the bat that should have been something that we would have put together and, and saw that there was a, that why were they, those two things happening? There were other things, but those are the two most obvious. What, um, in, you were in the life of the church. You were a part of, you know, worshiping together. Absolutely. And yes. did, did you notice anything, um, lack of interest in the, in the life of the church, you know, in spiritual things? Did you, is there, is there other things even that preceded um, what you just mentioned? I mean, because a lot of it happened really quickly as soon as she went to college. And so the timing of that was we didn't see that as much. Um, but yeah, there was definitely a lack of interest at the breaks, you know, if she, and, and so then she went to go get her own apartment and then she didn't come home for the breaks if she got an apartment because she didn't have to. And so there was a lot of that independence and separating herself. We didn't hear as many phone calls. We weren't in, in contact as much as we had been. And so those kind of things were things that I thought, well, maybe this is just natural. Maybe that's just part of the going to college and becoming an adult and doing that. But in hindsight, it was too quickly, too fast. And so again, yeah, that was another sign that would, would have would have tipped me off if I'd have known more. What you're going to say something, Chad? Um, what I want to go back to uh, Dan. What you said um, in the break, you mentioned that this this book, this handbook, is such a resource to uh, to us moms and dads and and grandparents and you know family members. You, you said there was a mom who opened this book up, started reading it, and as she was reading it, her child came home and she saw some signs. Yeah, this is a, a story that was related to me, but it, it to me brings home, it was related to me by Jean, but it brings home the importance of getting a handbook because of the incredible amount of great information in it. 
on all of the topics that we talked about and, and, and more in the past. But she, her son came home from school. He was act. She had recently purchased a handbook and read through it. She saw some signs. Rob's talking about, I wish I'd seen or known some signs. But she saw some signs that the child was acting a little strange. Um, and so she sat down and became was intentional and sat down and started to ask him questions about it. And he related there was another uh, a classmate that was acting a little strange. And they opened the handbook together and found five or six warning signs. Right before the mom, the, As a result, the mom called the other child's mother that day and said, listen, this is going on. That mother became involved. There was a problem. That girl was admitted to the hospital that night. And uh, basically, a life was saved right there. Just because of this handbook. I, yes. Listeners, you need to get this. OperationParent.org. Go and get buy. Don't just buy one. <laughs> buy 10 and, and deliver them to your friends and, and uh, those that, that are, you're in school with, your kids are in school with, because this is an incredible resource. Um, Guys, it's been great to have you. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for sharing your story, Rob. Mm-hmm. Um, re- rejoice in the redemption of God, the Absolutely. grace of God, and uh, your daughter's back, you know, in, uh, in walking with the Lord and connecting with you and away from drugs and Absolutely. all the junk that goes with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob, would you pray for us dads? Absolutely. Would you pray for us listeners, please? Yep. Thanks. Heavenly Father, I pray for all those dads that are in this room and listening. And Lord, I ask that you would help them to have their eyes open, that you would encourage them to be someone who's going to be educating themselves so they can help their kids. Lord, I would just ask that um, you would ask them to be brave and to say no when they need to say no, and just be someone who can ask questions, have a conversation. Lord, Give them wisdom Mm. to figure out how to get through this process called parenting. Mm. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Rob, thank you. Thank you, Dan. Thanks for coming in here. And Walt and Gene, we appreciate what you guys do. OperationParent.org. And I got to tell you, this is one of the best looking publications you'll see. It's it's made like a magazine. So it's, it's an easy read, lots of pictures, lots of stats. So it's not a... Pictures, a, that's for us guys. Yeah, right. So it's not a book to read from cover to cover. It's a reference guide. It's like a magazine, like if you were a new to the city and you picked up a magazine of the city. It is a really well put together uh, publication. So pick one of those up at operationparent.org. So thanks for listening to Solid Steps Radio. Pass this along to somebody else. You know someone who needs to hear this. You need to hear it. And you know someone else who does. Uh, pass this show on. It'd be on podcast, on Facebook, on Monday morning, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Just type in Solid Steps Radio and you can hear this commercial free thanks to our sponsors. Thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio. With every step I take.